this is Florence Brummer. Welcome to the Bonafide Legal Podcast. I'm a mother, a wife, movie enthusiast, fan of a great deal, restaurant lover, follower of many television shows, self-proclaimed fashionista, and overall in love with popular culture. Besides all this, I'm a lawyer. I've been a lawyer since 1999, and throughout my practice, I struggle day by day to find balance between work and life. Thank you for joining me on this journey, and this podcast I'm going to discuss the stress and having a system in place to deal with the stress. So I want to recap my last two weeks, and um, it's just been really busy. I, I thought September was super busy, and I realized in September I had more time during the weekend and then when October rolled around which happens every year for me when October rolls around and things cool down in Arizona things get super busy in terms of like lawyer seminars and um, hearings and again I'm like I was busy all summer like how can this be happening but I felt like my weekends were a little bit had more unstructured weekends, which I really need, which I'll talk about when I'm dealing with stress. A couple of things going on as I record this, I'm recording this on a Monday, and which I don't usually do. I record every other weekend, and I will record either on Friday, Saturday, or Sunday, just depending on when I can get it in. And this weekend, it felt like every single minute was really, um, really scheduled and I don't know, just kind of crazy. I had a couple of headaches, um, over the last two weeks that I was dealing with that were really just making me feel bogged down. And, um, next weekend I'm going to Halloween Horror Nights in California at Universal. And I'm also going to be recording for the film vault next weekend. So I'm very excited about that. So to recap the last two weeks, on that Monday, October 3rd, um, I'm recording this on the 17th, which is a Monday. So that first Monday, I didn't have anything scheduled, which I love for a Monday. It's so nice to ease into the week by not needing to be somewhere right away. And I'm recording this Monday at 8.30, and up until Friday afternoon, I had a deposition scheduled for this time, and the attorney called me and said he was waiting for some docs and just had some other, it seemed like he had other stuff going on maybe, and asked if we could push it off. So we picked another day. The day we picked is a day where I have a trial in the morning, and then I go to this deposition in the afternoon. And the attorney said, well, we can start in the afternoon, but if it goes over five, do you have a problem with that? And I just said no. And it's one of those things, I don't know, I was actually reading an article about it, is that people tend to overschedule themselves because they look at the schedule in the future and they figure that, oh, look, it's empty. I don't have to worry about it. But then when they get there, all the time is filled up. And I guess there's just really sort of nothing you can do about it. It has been the story of my life for the last 20 years. And also the reason why I didn't take vacations for about 10 years 
was I always thought, well, I'll take a, you know, I'll take a week off in like four months because I don't have anything on the calendar. And then when that four months came, everything was filled up. So that's why it's really important that you mark off time for vacation and you mark off leisure time and you schedule time for exercise and everything else you need to do. Because if you wait to be not busy, it's not happening. So on that Monday, October 3rd, I had a, a day without appointments. I had a day without meetings. I had a date without court. So those days, I just try to get as much done as possible. And I have this really huge oral argument that I'm getting ready for in November. And I have five books that I have bound. And each book is about three to 400 pages. And I just have one of those with me at all time. And when I have time, I take it out. I also make time for it, which is also important. So then that Tuesday, October 4th, I had a ton of stuff going on where I was scheduled just the entire day from 8.30 to about 5 o'clock. So I had an eye doctor appointment first thing in the morning. I had not been to the eye doctor in two years. And so my eye, uh, my prescription was really old. It hasn't changed much, surprisingly, in like the last 10 years. Although my reading vision is deteriorating and the doctor just usually will tweak it. I'm still waiting for my contacts. It's been a couple of weeks. So I can get a trial pair to try my new prescription. It's taking forever. Also had sprinkler inspections at the office. And the sprinkler inspection happens every year. And every year when it happens, it's one of those things where you think, a whole year has gone by because it felt like you know, two months ago that they did a sprinkler inspection. I feel that way with dentist appointments, which are every six months. And every time it comes, I'm like, six months has already gone by. Like I just went to the dentist, which just really puts it in like a sucky sort of perspective about how time is flying. The rest of the day was meetings and a hearing that I had to do telephonically and then I've had, um, I've been really blessed to have something kind of nice happen is that I have a massage therapist who will come to my office or my home. It's not one of those massages where you get all undressed and, you know, you're all oiled up and it's kind of hard. Like after you have one of those massages where you're all oiled up. You can't really just like go back to work because you're like all oily and greasy, at least for me. I mean, maybe with men, it's a little bit different, but, um, you know, and I consider these massages more like a therapy, um, just really getting into my sore spots. It's been really helpful and I've been really blessed to have this referral of this therapist. So he came to the office and worked on me a bit. And then I had another meeting at the very end of the day. I've been having a thing where I have some clients who ask for really late meetings. And it's hard. I will admit it. I feel like it's a little bit less than it used to be. I used to have people who asked for meetings all the time. Like There was times where I was doing meetings at 8 p.m. I was doing meetings at 4 p.m. on a Saturday. 
And I think people have gotten, I feel like since the pandemic, people have gotten more protective, maybe, of their free time. So rather than wanting to come in on a Saturday and meet with a lawyer, they'll take some time off of work. It probably also is a sign that more people maybe are working from home and maybe a sign that more people can be a little bit more flexible with their schedules. But I still have some clients who want things like a little bit later. So I had a later appointment that day. So just a really, really long day, which stunk because then the next day I had to get up really early and head downtown for a morning hearing. And the downtown court is just completely screwed up right now because there is the worst construction you have ever seen all around the courthouses. And it's been going on for years. And a couple of years ago, I thought, oh, well, you know, they'll finish this up and and things will open up again. It literally has gotten worse where there's just, there's no parking on the street anymore. Everything is in barricades. The traffic is terrible. Uh, A lot of roads are closed. It just makes it really hard. So I have some tips for when I go downtown. And one is leaving super early. Like in a perfect world, if there's no traffic, it, it takes me 30 minutes to get downtown and get parked. With the construction, with morning traffic, I had to leave an hour and a half early. And when I first got downtown, I'm like, wow, I have like all the time in the world. I have almost like a whole hour. But by the time I got parked, it was really close to the hearing. And um, I did the hearing. The hearing was fine. The hearing was great. I get back in my car and this fool parked so close to me that I had to crawl in through my passenger seat in heels and a suit. I could not believe it. And the truck that parked next to me was all beat up. It was so close to me that I couldn't believe it didn't hit me. It was all over the line. Like, how dare this person? The other crazy thing is the parking garage was fairly empty. So if they wanted to be all janky parked, they could have parked, you know, they could have parked across three spots. Instead, they parked right next to me and I could not get through. You know, it, I don't even think, I don't know that a child could have gotten through. I mean, maybe my three-year-old grandson could have gotten through how close they were parked, but you couldn't get through and you definitely couldn't open a door. So like that was just kind of a crazy morning, but I get back to the office and, um, I had uh, a telephone, a telephone here, a telephone conference, and did that in the afternoon. So then that day, not too bad. And then the next day, Thursday the sixth, like crazy, just crazy day, where I was scheduled from morning till evening. And the first, um, I had appointment. I had coffee out of the office with a colleague. And she's great, and she's a young attorney, and I really enjoy hearing from her. And so it was one of those things that I had put on my calendar, and that morning I was like, oh, maybe I should just cancel. I don't have time for this type of networking, for this type of, um, I'd even call it co-mentoring. I don't know 
about other people, but I really enjoy, well, you know what? I enjoy talking to all lawyers. I get something from any age. The older attorneys, you have their wisdom of all their years. Some, I guess I'm actually probably considered an older attorney at this point. But, you know, I'm talking about the ones that have been practicing 40 and 50 years. Um, and then attorneys that have been practicing my range, 20 to 30 years. You have that camaraderie. And then the younger attorneys, I love hearing how they do it. They really work hard at coming up with a practice that is suitable to their lives. And it is really refreshing. And I love hearing how they do it because I love to hear the tips from it. You know, a lot of younger attorneys, they will not go work for some of those traditional law firms because they do not want that 2,000 hours of billable hours every year. They're looking for firms with, or they're going out on their own, where they have flex time, where they take the clients that they want, where they're more into collaborative cases or mediation. It's really refreshing. So that was this type of young attorney, and she just really does it right. And then I had a hair appointment. My hair was so gray. Like, it's just coming through, like, the grayest roots ever. And I went, um, I had told my hairdresser, she's she's really busy. So I said, she had an opening on this day. And I said, well, I have a hearing at a certain time. And I said, last time you got me out really quick. So it's the same thing. Do you think you can get me out at that, you know, so I can make my hearing. She's like, sure. She goes, actually, come in half an hour early. And I did. And when I walked in, she kind of looked at me like I was crazy. And then she started, and it just seemed like everything was going along. And then I'm sitting there with dye on my hair, and the clock seems to be going. And fast forward, and I reminded her, and she goes, oh my gosh, I forgot. She said, I wondered why you were here so early. Like, I'm so sorry. I said, just rinse me and dry me, and don't worry about cutting me and we'll just get out of here so we did and it all worked out I had to log into the hearing from my phone my client was at my office and I literally ran into the office and got to the hearing about I I wouldn't even consider it late but 30 seconds after the hearing started I was on time for the hearing but I wasn't able to meet with my client before. It all worked out, but it was just kind of crazy. Then I had a no-show call, and then I had a really late appointment. And we had this giant storm that day. And a tree, it, the office turned black, and a tree blew out of the ground. It was crazy. Um, my daughter had danced that night. And so Thursday nights have just become a night where I hate that she has dance on Thursday. She used to have it on Thursday at 8.15, and it was terrible because it was so late. And now it's at 7.15, and I thought, you know what, that actually is great, but it's really sort of been a pain. I guess there's pros and cons to everything, but at 7.15, I always feel like I'm trying to rush dinner, um, you know, like I'm shoving food in, in her hands and mouth, and she's eating in the car. Um, or I'm eating really quick, or I'm waiting to come home and eat. And I've used it as a day where I'll, if I have a later appointment, I'll actually do it that day because my evening is tied up. So just a top-to-bottom day. And then the next day, 
was horrible because I had an all-day arbitration. And the arbitration itself went pretty well. And I found out yesterday that I won. And it was one of those where I just had no idea. Like I presented what I wanted to present, you know, like that all felt good. But I also, um, how can I say it? I wasn't getting a feel for how it was going, which doesn't always mean anything. Like sometimes you get a really good feeling and the judge is really nice, but it's because you're losing. So I think they're nice to you or they're just a nice person and you don't really know how it's going. And this arbitrator was um, completely impossible to read. You just couldn't read at all. You weren't getting a sense of like what was happening. It all felt fine, like, but it also felt sort of evenly matched in terms of evidence. And um, I found out this weekend that I won, so I was really excited about that. But it was all day. And during the whole arbitration, and my client's out of state now, so it was all video, which I have to tell you is really nice, is when you can just work at your desk and concentrate and you don't have the client um you know some clients are 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 really great and and the other clients I don't mean to say they're not great but they they'll do this thing where the entire hearing they'll talk to you and they're like listening and they're like oh no 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 like that's not correct that's not correct and I'm like no 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 I have to listen to what they're saying so I can do cross-examination and stuff and so the client was out of state, and so I could just really concentrate on my cross. And and I have a way to deal with, you know, communicating with client. It's like email, um, email or cell phone, um, and then taking and during breaks to communicate with the client. And it seems like to me that works really well. But during the arbitration, I could just feel my neck, like getting stiff. And we've had a change in weather which I've talked to a lot of people who've had the same thing, where the temperature's dropping, it's still kind of warm during the days, and it's like your body is a barometer and you start to get a headache. I talked to numerous people who during that weekend had a headache. There's a lot of rain happening on and off. Um, there's sunshine, there's heat, it's cooler in the morning, and everybody's thrown off. So... Um, my daughter also, again, had dance practice. She's doing, she's going to dance in the Veterans Day Parade. So she has an extra practice on Friday nights now. Again, a little bit of a pain, but, um, you know, we're working it, working it out. So I had a headache. It felt kind of relieved by the time I got home. I figured I'd get some sleep and would feel better, except not. And I've talked about these headaches before, and I've actually found articles about it where when you finally get to the weekend and you can relax your headache flares up and that's what I had all day Saturday I was taking pain relievers I was um resting I was icing I was taking a hot shower like everything I would normally do it might ease up a little but just really wasn't you know great and then uh, that evening, that Saturday evening, we went to the St. Rose Festival, which is always what I consider 
sort of the start of the good season. And sometimes the St. Rose Festival, sometimes it's really hot during it. And it did rain and we had like this weird sort of humidity. So my headache was just kind of coming and going. It was like ebbing and flowing the whole time. And um, the St. Rose Festival, they figured out a great way to do it, which is to have it in the later afternoon and evening. And that way you don't have the sun on you. Because a lot of times the sun can just be blaring. So uh, we went to that, and they have a great silent auction. I won a couple of items. Um, sometimes I've spent quite a bit of money on silent auction items, and lots of people were bidding, but I got a few items and didn't really spend any money, um, but was able to make that charitable donation, so that was nice. I joined all the raffles. I didn't win anything. That was a bit of a bummer. It's always fun to win a, win a raffle. So that was a, a great night. So I wake up the next morning, and one day a year, I go to the Cardinal Games with my friend who has Cardinal season tickets. She has amazing seats. They are basically on the sidelines, a couple rows up. You know, a lot of the players, like you can yell to the players, and it'll give you kind of a nod. And um, I started off with a headache, and by the time she picked me up, the headache was gone and didn't come back. So I think I finally got enough sleep, relaxing, water, the weather leveled, whatever happened where my headache went away. And I'll, I'll, I'll say this, okay, it's super fun to go to the game. Um, it's a treat. We have a great time. We um, tailgate beforehand with other people who are friends that have season tickets but it's also the whole day. So I got picked up around 11 and I don't think I got home till about 6.30. So it really does burn all the, the daylight. But it was a great time. But I felt like I had no weekend, you know. It was just a super busy weekend. And for one of the things for a stress reliever for me is I need big chunks of unstructured time which just didn't happen that weekend. The next day was Columbus Day or Indigenous Peoples Day. And that is not, surprisingly, that is not a court holiday for many of the courts in Arizona. What they have done instead, although it's, it's a federal holiday, so they basically make the day after Thanksgiving that day. So it used to be that the courts were not open on Columbus Day, Indigenous Peoples Day. And then the courts were open the day after Thanksgiving. I have had court the day after Thanksgiving. Um, most of the time, the other attorney will ask for a continuance because so many people are doing things on those days. A lot of people think they're going to be super productive the day after Thanksgiving and it never happens. I used to schedule um, events like a um, like a will clinic or something like that because it's also like small business weekend or something. They were extremely unpopular, you know, where you would have people sign up, but really when the day came, it was just all no-shows. And then you'd sit there and one person would come in 
and I would have like donuts and balloons and all this stuff and it just it would just fall really flat so um that was that I don't schedule anything the day after Thanksgiving I will tell you this I do use it for work because it's a great day to go in and just get caught up on something I don't want to go shopping that day my sister-in-law always goes shopping I do not want to do that I want to relax I want to eat leftovers I want to uh, putz around my office like that to me is a perfect day for that um it's usually not like a great day for like the movies or anything like that because it's a holiday weekend but just sort of that putzing around hanging around home hanging around the office perfect for me but to get back to what I was talking about originally is it is not a court holiday I had court scheduled that day, but it got vacated because the case settled. So then I had a free day and it was so I went to the office, um, but wasn't, I didn't have anything scheduled and I purposely didn't schedule any appointments for the same reason that I don't, I don't schedule appointments on a holiday anymore. People are super motivated because they're off of work. But when that Monday for the three-day weekend comes, they cancel or no-show like 80% of the time. So I don't even bother, even if I'm there working. However, the phone was kind of busy, like surprisingly busy, like lots of people were calling. So they must have been home and figured they'd catch me. So I did do a, a bunch of calls that day. There was no mail, so I didn't have to worry about going through the mail and it was overall a quiet day. Like I went back home early and worked from home because I always, I always have that work from home. And then the next day I had a hearing and when I called into it, nobody was on it. And then I looked at my emails and it was vacated. So that was great. And then I didn't have anything else scheduled. And it was a day I found that Tuesday, the phone to be less busier than Monday so I think people were kind of easing back into work and it wasn't so busy. Although a very busy email day where I was just sitting and doing email. I think at some point in my life, someone's going to say, what do you do for a living? And I'm going to say, I answer email. There was a few days in the last couple of weeks where I just sat and answered emails. And then I got through all the email and I shut my email off and said, I'm not looking at add it till the next day, like I'm going to get some work done. Or I would go in in the morning and not look at email until I was done with a bunch of projects because I was so behind. Wednesday, I had, Wednesday the 12th, I had a, um, a uh, healthcare appointment. And then in the afternoon, I had some meetings in person. And then I had a board meeting at um, six o'clock p.m. and I went to cycling late in the evening. I do eight cycling classes a month and then if I which I, I pay for and if I use the eight up I don't have a problem buying another class or two if I want to go more but I want to use my eight classes in that month. I've been having a really hard time going. It's been so hard to get that hour-ish to get to a class so every time I try it's like uh, my 
younger grandson's over or my daughter has dance or something or something or something. So that's been really hard. So the next day on Thursday, the 13th, I had a all day settlement conference and it was one where my clients were out of state. It was all zoom. It was so productive. It was so great. It lasted hours, um, you know, lasted a whole five hours. And then afterwards I just said, that's it. I'd like burnt out. The case settled. I said, I'm going home to work the rest of the day. Um, and I went home and, and did that. So it was great. And then on the 14th, um, I had an all day CJA training and they used to do these on Saturday mornings. Again, this is one of those yearly things that every time it comes, I say, I can't believe a whole year has gone by since the training. They used to be in person. They used to be on Saturday mornings, nine to one. Whenever that Saturday came, it was such a bummer. You had to go downtown. Um, they always had danishes, which I was like the one, danishes and coffee and fruit. And that was the one thing that sort of motivated me was that there was going to be treats. And so during the pandemic, they stopped it. They changed it to virtual. It's still virtual right now. And it was one where it was um, a combination of virtual and live and then a couple that I'd had to watch on my own. So it was training all day. It was from nine to five. There was a couple little breaks. And during those breaks, I would actually do some of the pre-recorded ones so I could be ahead of the game. I still have 30 minutes of a pre-recorded one, which I think I will finish up today. And then I had, um, I contacted, I had another headache. So I contacted the massage therapist that I mentioned earlier and he came to my house and I actually did the training with an earphone in while he did therapy on me. It was the smartest thing I've ever done in terms of multitasking. It was great. It solved my headache issue and the therapist cracked my neck <coughs> and I mean in a good way. My neck was so jammed, I didn't even realize it. And he had said it was really tight. And he put his fingers on this one vertebrae that I have, that when I have a headache, that's the spot. And he just went to it. He said, oh, you know, like, what's this? I said, that's it. That's my headache spot. And he really got into it. And then he took my neck and gave it a twist and it went from the top of my um, spine, like to about the middle of my back. It was such a release that I started laughing like crazy because I couldn't believe it. So I haven't had a headache since. Like it's felt so wonderful. So that was great. That was Friday. My daughter again had her Friday night dance practice, which will be for the next month. And for dinner we just we went out to dinner we went to dinner near her dance practice and um had dinner while she was at practice the dinner finished perfectly timed we were able to pick her up she wasn't she didn't have to work nobody had to run out and get her and uh went home and um you know went to bed so the next day 
was kind of a weird day. I had my um, daughter was taking the PSAT. She's a sophomore. So we're hopefully getting her ready for college. And it's a, probably a little bit too early for it. But I figured why not get her ready for this type of exam taking. So she was there from 730 to 1130. So I wasn't able to sleep in. She wasn't able to sleep in. And um, took her to the exam. It's It rained all day and some like crazy crazy rain this is the wettest year I can remember ever in Arizona it's just raining so I was exhausted by the time I picked her up and while she was in dance I went and picked up food I rarely go to the grocery store anymore because online ordering is just so convenient but sometimes, at least for me, I need to physically go to the store so I can get ideas for what to do about dinner. You know, get some see like, um, you know, see stuff in the fresh food, for instance. See all the different hummus flavors. See the coffee creamers. Um, you know, see something that gives me an idea of stuff to make. See the, the fresh produce, you know. So um, I went to Safeway. And I surprisingly spent $350. I don't even feel like I got that much in a way. Like my cart was kind of filled up, but I don't know, not really. It wasn't jam-packed. It was like sort of loosely packed. It was a lot of produce, um, some canned goods that I can't get from my online orders. Just... Um, weird, you know, like weird how much money I spent. But I, I got like fresh cut fruit, which is always nice. I highly recommend this for the weekends is getting like fresh prepackaged fruit. A lot of times I'll get a fruit tray, but I had some leftover melon from a fruit tray. And that's one of my biggest complaints about a fruit tray is that they'll overstock it with a melon. Um, so I thought I can use some of that melon that I have. So I bought like a giant thing of strawberries, giant thing of raspberries, a giant thing of blueberries, a giant thing of watermelon. Although the watermelon is really in season, so it, it kind of stinks a little bit. So I just got stuff that was easy to make. I, I got dips. I got things like um, pub, um, the pub cheddar, which I highly recommend. Like it's so stinking good. I got the port wine flavor, but there's also regular cheddar. There's also, a, I think there's like a horseradish one. I think there's like a jalapeno one. They're just really good. They're really light. They're really easy to scoop with a cracker. I got a bunch of hummus. I got some fresh salsa and, um, you know, kind of laid that out. And I cooked on Saturday and I have no idea what I cooked. <laughs> I'm like trying to recall as I'm... Um, doing this podcast and I can't remember what I cooked. Like, literally have no idea. Anyhow, I cooked. It was good. And um, then uh, my daughter went to Homecoming. And I watched Halloween Ends, which I'll review at the end of the podcast. And um, picked her up, went to bed, and, and got a, a better night's sleep. Didn't set an alarm because I didn't have to get up. But I still get up like 6.30-ish. Um, right now, this time of year, 630 is a good time for me. The sun is starting to come up and, um, I, I, I have more rest. 
So Sunday, I had planned all day on doing the podcast and never got to it. I went to spin. I did online church. I have been trying to get back to church in person and my weekends have been so busy. And I hate to say this because it's like I'm, I'm too busy for something that's really, really important to me. That's not great. I've been wanting to take um, my grandsons because they have a really nice program for the littler kids. And I'm generally doing church while I'm like putting on makeup or um, getting ready in the morning, things like that, having coffee, you know, because I'm not at all presentable to be able to go and do church. So um, I made breakfast, I made pumpkin pancakes, which was nice. Everyone loves pumpkin pancakes. And they turned out maybe because it was the first batch of the year, but they turned out really good. And um, vegan sausages, like that was good. And I still had a bunch of fruit left over. So I made a little fruit bowl. And that was good. And just it was great. I, I went to spin class, I picked up a nice coffee. Um, I generally pick up a nice coffee from Panera. Because one of my two daughters always has the Panera um, Unlimited coffee drinks club <laughs> so one has it now so I got a nice coffee and Panera is right by the the spin place and um, I got back and um, thought I would have all this time to do everything and really didn't and I started cooking I thought I'm going to I did like a little bit of work and I thought I'm going to make sort of a late lunch early dinner and then if anyone wants dinner later will have stuff to eat. So I made a Tuscan bean soup because Sunday dinner, I usually try to do Italian unless I'm just completely burned out from Italian, then we'll do something else. But I did a Tuscan bean soup. I did an heirloom tomato salad. This was part of my stuff from that I got from Safeway. I did a regular salad. I had some really fun dressings that I picked up from Safeway. Um, Oh, I made a bolognese sauce and I did extra so I could do pasta either later last night, which we ended up not needing to do, or today, which I think we will do. I'll probably make some spaghetti or some penne and use that sauce. Um, I made polenta. I haven't made that in forever. And I made um, some vegan ravioli. So just did a huge spread, you know, a huge spread. I put out chips and salsa because we still had the good salsa and we had good chips and had this great feast. And um, then my daughters and I took the kids. We wanted to take the train. There's a little train in our town. And, you know, it's really, really lucky to have it. And we forget about it all the time. So I said, why don't we take the kids on the train? And then we wanted to go to the outlets because there's a little park there. And, um, we wanted to go to Bath and Body Works. Everybody had coupons. And um, what else? Oh, Spirit Halloween Store. Like we go there as kind of an activity. So we get to the train park and the train is closed because it rained. So that's that. The kids saw the ducks, but there was kind of all these weird bugs flying around. So we didn't stay long. We had the kids all packed up again. They're very upset because they think they're 
got to play at that park and with the ducks and go on the train and we leave. So we go to the, um, to the store and neither of my daughters have a stroller. So the boys are being really bad and my, the moms take their sons out and my daughter and I finish shopping and I had like these great coupons and I got these sale items and all my stuff gets rung up and she says like $48 and I go there's no way because these soaps are five for 25 and the other one is three and the other thing I have a free coupon for so my total should be like you know and, and I had 20% off I said my total should be like $25 she's like oh shoot that's right let me go through she had to void everything out she had to manually do it because it wasn't ringing up and then the total was 24 something and I was super happy I got some really great hand soaps like fall and Christmas I know you're like why <laughs> it's so early but um, the deals were so great and so we can't find my other daughters and or my grandson so my um, we figure they're at spirit so we go there and my youngest daughter gets her Halloween costume, but they're not there. So we walk over to the park, and they're not there. So we're starting to walk back to the car, and then we see them. They got lost, <laughs> and then we go back to the park and let the boys play for a little bit. And then we went into the food court, and um, I give my daughters money for pretzels. And I'm just going to sit here. My back was killing me. I was on my feet all day cooking and um, it just was, I don't know, getting so old, like, like really trying, but my back was like, ugh. And so um, I sit down, you know, I, they come back and they have this huge bucket of pretzels. Like, I'm not even joking. It was a bucket, like a chicken bucket. And I was just laughing, like, that's what you got? And they said, yeah, we knew you'd think it was hilarious. Like, food in a bucket is always so much fun to me. And there's a place in town that opened up called By the Bucket, which is spaghetti in a bucket. And the spaghetti's not great. Like, my pasta is so much better. But we'll get it every once in a while. Like, it was, you know, it's kind of fun. It's super easy. Like, you go and you order it and... They put it in a bucket and they give it to you. There's a salad you can order. There's garlic bread. Like it's, it's fine, you know. So I ordered that. Um, or we ordered that before. But we ordered the pretzels in a bucket. And we had dipping sauces. And the boys were going crazy. They were eating pretzels like crazy. And then we get them back to the car. When by this time it's like 7. And they're both like practically like laying on the pavement. Because they're so tired. And worn out and um you know just starting to get naughty but we get them everybody in the car and we go home and I go and give my husband a kiss and I said my back is killing me like I just want to watch tv and lay down and I know I'm going to bed like at a crazy time but like I'm in so much pain so I set my alarm for 5 30 and um I probably you know I bet I fell asleep between 8 30 and 9 and I set my alarm at 5.30 and actually felt like, okay, like I don't need to hit snooze. Here is something I've discovered about myself. I really need between eight and nine hours of sleep to feel not as exhausted. I always feel pretty exhausted anyways, but that eight to nine hours 
is really a sweet spot. And it sucks because I wish I was one of those people who could go on like, I don't even need to go on three or four hours, like six or seven, you know, would be a delight just to give me an extra couple of hours in the evening to get stuff done or to be able to get up early and not feel like I'm dying would just be so much nicer, but I'm not. So I got the amount of sleep I needed and I woke up and today was the day I was supposed to have the deposition. And so now I'm getting like all this stuff done this morning. I'm doing my podcast. I got up first thing this morning and I brought my work to the kitchen table and worked on the kitchen table. Uh, I asked my husband if he wanted breakfast, but he just wanted cereal. So I didn't have to cook and it's been a great morning so far. So after I conclude this podcast, I'm actually going to get in the shower and um, get on with my day, get to the office. But I have a couple of um, some tips that I looked at basically by doing some research on stress and procedures. So I found an article online uh, through Real Simple, which has really great articles. And this article was called Seven Physical Signs You're Way More Stressed Than You Realized. And I was looking at it and realizing I think I have almost all of these. And number one is you get a lot of headaches. And so as you can tell from my last uh, 45 minutes of talking to you is that I do get headaches and a lot of the headaches is where your neck and scalp muscles become tense and it is when I get a headache it is a spot in my neck and then it goes up into my head and down into my shoulders and a lot of it I think is stress a lot of it I you know I won't get a headache when I'm really really busy like usually Although I did have a headache the whole time I was doing that arbitration. It was creeping up. But as I get to a point where it's like my adrenaline stops pumping because I am now done with, you know, doing like five hearings or whatever, then I get a headache. Like that release of the adrenaline causes a headache for me. So that's one thing. Another thing is digestion issues. I don't have as many digestion issues as I have headaches, but I do get things as well. A lot of times my stomach just hurts in the morning, and I think it's a lot of time that it's because um, I'm waking up earlier than my body wants to wake up. I don't have enough sleep, so my stomach is unsettled. Another one is your sleep schedule is off. I used to have a thing where... My insomnia was I would wake up in the middle of the night and be up from like two to four, just ruminating. Now my body has gotten so exhausted that most of the time I just fall into like a coma. And when I wake up, I'm sore. I I wake up and I'm in the same spot that I know I fell asleep in. 
so your just sleep is off. I know for a lot of people, it's um, they go to bed and they can't go to sleep. So this is because of stress. So your sleep schedule's off. One that was sort of surprising is you're sweating more than usual. I've been really hot <laughs> where I'm just like super warm all the time. And yesterday when my back was hurting, like I was kind of sweating a lot, uh, you know, with my back hurting. So I think that was part of it. Another one that sucks is hair loss. Hair loss can be caused by stress. It can, you know, we have, we, people should shed anywhere from about 50 to 100 hairs a day, but you can lose more when you're stressed. Some people pull out their hair because they're stressed. And so there's just a ton going on in terms of your hair. Um, chest pain is another one. Chest pain is one I get pretty frequently where I'll start thinking about like the upcoming week and everything I need to do and my chest will start to tighten and um, I will I have a couple of things for it one is just deep breaths one is just kind of massaging my chest like my chest and my clavicle re uh, area will help quite a bit rubbing my shoulders helps with chest pain like giving myself like a little sh shoulder rub digging my thumbs into the bottom of my feet that will help and um sometimes like a bath that might help or after i take a shower that might help having the shower run on my back will help with it another sign of stress is a general feeling of um i don't know if i'm saying this right malaise malaise which is you're restless, you're just sad, melancholy, you have anxiety, and you don't want to do the things that you want to do. And that can be stress, like you're just sort of like frozen from doing what you want to do. So I thought that was kind of an interesting article. And so I just started thinking about what can we do about stress, which as anyone who listens to this podcast knows, I think a lot about this because in the past, I didn't think about it. And I would just walk around with chest pains, headaches, and not know really that there was anything that I could do about it. One really big one, one for me is a morning routine. And I hate it. When I have to get up, jump in the shower, and head out to court. It's such a jarring way to start the day. And I know that there's, for a lot of us, like that's what we have to do. We have to get up and we have to get ready for work. And I have my get up and get ready for work. Like I'll, I have that every day. But when I have court, it's a, it's a whole different thing. It's like suit, court preparation, needing to shower when it's still dark. Showering when it's still dark is such a bummer for me. It feels like I'm going on like some crappy early morning flight and it just really jars my system. So I like to ease into the day even if my morning is starting early. So I found it 
an article by Martha Stewart on her website where she talks about what she does when she gets up every morning. And I realized it wasn't too much different from what I'm doing and probably what a lot of other people are doing. So she wakes up at 4.30 or 5 every morning and she turns on her iPod and she makes sure that her blog is still up. So I know a lot of times they'll say, you know, don't get up and, and do something with your phone right away. I will tell you, I get up and do something with my phone right away, but it's similar to what Martha is doing. It's not like I open my emails immediately. I do look at emails, but it's on my personal email address, so it's shopping emails. So mostly it's a lot of deleting and sometimes saving an email for later, like if it's a good coupon or a flash sale or something. I also will um, usually do like a little bit of banking because I do my banking online. So that's like something that doesn't really take anything to do. <laughs> you know, you're just like looking at your accounts. Um, I'll look at the weather. Like I'll look at the weather for the week and see if it's going to rain or if it's cooling down. The weather right now is a lot more fun to look at because I'm, I'm opening the weather right now in Phoenix and for, through the next week, it doesn't get over 90. The high on Thursday and Friday is 86 and come the weekend, it's in the 70s. Like what a delight. Like we're there. We're actually having a nice October. Sometimes that doesn't happen. Sometimes we're in the hundreds, you know, the whole month of October, but maybe all this rain has, has finally given us something. So that's what I do in the morning. Um, like first thing, just kind of like easing myself up. I might hit snooze, but I try not to sleep. I hit snooze as just a reminder of like, you can lay here for a couple of minutes playing with your phone, but you got to get up. The second thing Martha does is she, um, checks the news. I don't really do that because I don't want to be stressed. But what I will do is if I I might like look at whatever CNN headline pops up. And usually I try to look at a headline that's not too depressing. You know, something like I'm trying to even think of one because it just seems like everything's depressing. You know, um, the president travels somewhere. Maybe look at that as an email. There was a news story today that was talking about how President Biden has spent most of his time in Connecticut and not the White House. So I looked at that because I thought, well, it's kind of interesting um, that, you know, a lot of presidents don't spend a lot of time at the White House. So then the next um, one is that Martha does is she does some chores. And what she does every day is she makes her bed. I make my bed every single day. And there's nothing beautiful about how I make my bed. I kind of straighten up the sheets underneath. I don't tuck them in. I make the pillows a little bit prettier. And I make the comforter look nice. And then that way it's like you're not in bed anymore. I also will do, like when I get up, I get some housework going. I might unload the dishwasher. I might half unload the dishwasher. 
Um, I'll do a lot of that, like while the coffee is brewing, I'll put some of the dishes away. Or if the dishwasher is empty, I'll load it. Or if there's a pan that needs to be hand washed, I'll hand wash it. A lot of times in the morning, I'll start a load of laundry. Um, and then that way, by the time that I've showered or taken my daughter to school, the laundry is ready for the dryer or to be hung up. Uh, I'll take out the garbage. That seems to be a big one, <laughs> which the uh, one that's a little bit annoying to me is that because I'll get up and um, go to throw something away and the garbage can is full. So a lot of taking out the garbage. On Wednesdays, making sure the garbage cans are outside, although my husband generally does that. But if it's garbage day, I run around and get a bunch of garbage to throw into the cans. Um, what are some of my other chores that I do? Mm, check the dog hasn't made a mess in the library. Um, he currently is scared of going into the library because there's a life-size Freddy Krueger standing outside of the library. So I've been so happy. That's taken a big stress out my morning. Oh, and other chores, I have to take my daughter to school. So that is like the first hour and a half is just kind of that stuff. And then while I'm doing that, usually I can have my first cup of coffee. I might read something. It might be work-related. It might be uh, the novel I'm reading. It might be a biography I'm reading. might be a little bit of the newspaper. could be a magazine. Just whatever I'm feeling. Sometimes I'll do emails first thing in the morning. A lot of times I will. Although that is more of the jarring waking up. I did emails late last night, so I haven't done them yet this morning. The next thing that Martha does is she takes care of her animals. I don't really have animals. It's taking care of my daughter. My grandson lives at my home, so a lot of times I see him while he's having breakfast. And sometimes I'll, you know, sometimes I'll make his breakfast for him or I'll take him out in the courtyard to pet to play so I guess uh, my grandson is like Martha's horses donkeys and peacocks um, the next thing Martha does is she packs her clothes for the day and she says because of whatever she has going on she could pack up to three outfits my guess is because she has TV appearances or maybe she has workouts or whatever she has going on photo shoots I mean she's a Martha Stewart for for Pete's sake I have something a little similar but not really that glamorous my pack and go and a lot of times I do this more the night before is what do you have going on that day so um, and it's sort of thinking about my clothes for the day so if I'm in the office doing meetings or court, I have, I, I don't even want to call it a uniform because it really isn't. It's a variety of things. During the summer, I wore a lot of dresses. Um, my shoe size varies based on who I'm seeing. Because of the issues I've been having with my back, I try not to wear heels. I try to not wear heels on days where I'm not seeing anybody. I'm killing my back, so I don't need to be in heels all the time. Um, 
but I do have, you know, different outfits I wear. If it's a court court day, a lot of times it's a suit. Although I do have some dresses that I wear that I feel work well for in-person court. Like I have this three-quarter sleeves one that's a black one that's just very classic. Um, I have this one dress that looks really good with a jacket. So that's like another one that I wear to court. In court, I don't usually wear some more of my fanciful stuff. Like I have like a long tutu skirt. Like I generally don't I don't think I've ever worn that to court. Like that's more of a like in the office um, type outfit. So there is a lot that I have to do in terms of making sure I have the materials I need for whatever my day is, but also dressing in a way that just gets me through the day. I don't think I really ever have to bring like a second outfit because I can always come home and change. Um, when Martha gets up in the morning, she says she goes to the gym around 6.30. Here's my guess about Mar Martha Stewart. I think, if I had to guess, she has an in-home gym. Um, my guess is she has trainers that come to her house. I do not have this. So what do I try to do in the morning? Sometimes I'll do a spin class. Um, I do like to do a morning spin class if I can. Because I can go and come back and get showered. But the thing about a morning spin class is that they're at 9 a.m. And when I when when my daughter is not in school, I can look at like the 5.30 or the 6. Uh, but I will tell you, during the summer, I only probably did two of those. I was not feeling up to it in the morning. I definitely need to ease into it. I know a work morning workout is recommended pretty highly, but I would say for the most part it doesn't work for me. Generally, the evening ones, like if I'm going to a spin class, the um, 5.30, 6, 6.45, those classes tend to work better. Um, I was For a long time, I wasn't doing any of the weekend spin classes, because I figured they were too crowded and too inconvenient and I have been incorporating those into my schedule because the weekday ones have increasingly been harder to get to. So my point is like a morning workout doesn't necessarily work for me. Now that the weather's getting nicer, I probably will start to do morning walks more. Um, but again, just depending on my schedule, the last couple of weeks, it's been impossible I have not had any time where I could get up, you know, take my daughter to school and then take a walk. I needed to get up and get ready and get out of the house. So um, I don't have, and I, I guess a lot of us don't have Martha's um, ability to schedule a morning workout. Sometimes I might get on the incline table, um, I don't know. It just really, really depends. As nice as it is to have a morning workout, like with my schedule of needing to get ready and get things done, it doesn't often work out. Martha has what she calls an on-the-go breakfast, and she says she usually does like a smoothie or yogurt or fruit. I would say I'm pretty similar to that. Um... 
I usually do like always coffee, you know, I, one of my great joys is having coffee in the morning. Sometimes I go to bed and I think when I wake up, I can have coffee. Like it feels so good. Um, in past summers, I wasn't drinking hot coffee and this whole summer I drank hot coffee in the morning. If I wanted an afternoon coffee, I would do an iced coffee. That's maybe once a week. I don't do it very often, but I always had my morning hot coffee. And with that, a lot of times I'll do like a biscotti or sometimes a piece of toast. Like it's a very little, maybe a little fruit. It's very little of what, uh, you know, eating in the morning. My husband, a hundred percent of the time, likes a big breakfast and I'll cook for him but I'm really not, I, I'm not eating it. I might have a sausage, you know, um, from our sausage is always vegan. But I might have like sausage or if I make them vegan bacon, I might have a piece of that. But I'm rarely doing a big breakfast unless it's the weekend, you know, like make pancakes or um, sometimes my middle daughter will do some cooking. I'll have some of that, which does make me incredibly hungry like if if you're not eating a lot of breakfast by the time about 10 30 11 rolls around I'm starting to get starving so I do eat a lot of early lunches I will say that okay and so Martha's last one that um and her article is eight things the boss does every day before 10 a.m and the last thing is um something with inspiration I would say I do something like that. It is like, so my inspiration this morning was doing this podcast and talking through issues of stress and talking through procedures for the morning. Um, I, when I dry my hair, I do, I read a daily devotional and I have several devotional books. Like I kind of have a system, like I have um, two like short daily devotionals. I have this calendar that has a devotional. I have this mornings with Jesus, Jesus book that has devotionals. And then I usually read from one of my, um, studies books and, and not necessarily a devotional, but something like with a chapter and I'll, I'll read that too. Um, so if I'm walking around, I try to pray a little bit. I am the worst at meditation, so I can't say, oh, I'm meditating. My meditation usually involves some sort of moving. Um, another inspirational thing for me I do is I'll listen to podcasts a ton in the morning. I listen to them throughout the day no matter what I have going on. Like sometimes it's, um, you know, sometimes it's um, – you know, listening to him in the car. Sometimes it's listening to him in the afternoon. But I would say I listen to podcasts a lot in the morning. And I listen to them when I take a shower. I listen to them when I'm putting on makeup. And that provides daily doses of inspiration. So that's scheduling your morning to help defeat stress. I have a couple movie reviews. I've been watching a lot of horror. I'm already starting to mourn the end of Halloween. As I record this, we're two weeks away from Halloween. 
And I'm like, it's going to be over before I know it. Like we've been waiting and waiting and waiting because Halloween marks the end of the hot weather. My grandsons just totally love Halloween now. So that's added a whole new element. We're just a big Halloween family. So I'm already mourning it leaving. Feels like it's just going too fast. So I have been watching a lot of horror movies. Two I highly recommend and two I don't recommend. And then a TV show that I kind of recommend. I'll start with the ones that I don't recommend. Um, Halloween Ends is on Peacock and at the movies. Thank goodness I did not see this at the movies. It was terrible. It was just terrible. It was so uninspired. It had these, I don't know, plot twists that were dumb. It finishes off Michael Myers in a way that doesn't make any sense because Jamie Lee Curtis's character would not be feeling this way based on the history that is set forth in the new Halloween movies. So the three new Halloween movies are supposed to be a sequel just to the regular Halloween movie, the Halloween like 1978. And then these three movies are a sequel to it. So almost like Halloween 2, 3, and 4. And they take the regular sequels to Halloween, which I think were like 2, 3, 4, 5. And then there was like two like way further sequel like a Halloween H2O and then another one that I can't even remember what it's called so all those are gone and these are like a brand new sequel you can't even call them a trilogy they're sort of part like I said parts two three and four to the original Halloween um the prior sequels look like masterpieces compared to these I really did like the second one of this new three um, Jamie Lee Curtis was barely in it and it was a bunch of townspeople and how they were reacting and I thought that was so much more fun than this one. I have the feeling that Halloween uh, ends in the prior Halloween were filmed at the same time so Jamie Lee Curtis could be free to do this one and they could just reuse the sets but it just was really uninspired I was angry. <laughs> like, I was like, oh, um, I don't know. Watch it, I guess, if you want. <laughs> That's my ringing endorsement. Michael Myers kind of teamed up with somebody. That was super stupid. It didn't even make any sense why he would. Um, I don't know. It was sort of like whatever, but crappy, whatever. Another reboot was Hellraiser, which is available on Hulu. It was okay. Like, it looked good. Um, it was a little boring, you know. It was kind of long. It had its moments, I would say. The acting was good. But I really missed the feel of the original Hellraiser one. There was just something about that movie. In Hellraiser 1, it had kind of another bad guy besides like Pinhead and Pinhead's, I can't remember what they're called, Menabites or something. They have some sort of weird name. And there was another bad guy 
And they sort of had that in this one, but he wasn't as compelling as the first guy. The original Hellraiser has some great practical effects that I've always loved. This felt probably more CGI, but it was, it like looked good. I will say that. It was just fine. It had an ending where it was like, meh. You know, it was just fine. It ended up, I had a, I saw the new Hellraiser before I saw Halloween Ends. I ended up having a greater appreciation for Hellraiser after I saw Halloween Ends. In my last podcast, I believe I reviewed Smile, which is at the movies, and I will review it again because I really like that movie. It's a movie that I want to go back to the movies and see again. Maybe if I have time, I'll go tonight. It was so fun. It was so creepy. It had some great effects to it. Like, I just really, really enjoyed it. And then last weekend, I saw Pearl, which is the prequel to X, and I liked it. You know, I've been saying that Pearl, um, I'm sorry, I've been saying that X was one of my favorite movies of this year. Um, Pearl was released the same year. Just as good. Maybe I like X a little bit more. Um, But Pearl was really good. Mia Goth plays Pearl. And there is this shot at the end that I just loved. On Netflix, I'm watching a show called The Midnight Club. I feel like it is not as heavily advertised as some of their other shows. My daughter actually told me about it. It's by uh, some of the makers of The Haunting of Hill House, um, The Haunting of Bly Manor, and Midnight Mass. Midnight Club, or Midnight Club, that's the name of it. It maybe is towards the bottom of that list. Like The Haunting of Hill House is so excellent I go back and watch that occasionally so scary great acting great casting great sets um Midnight Club I am pretty sure uses some of the sets from Haunting of Hill House but has redecorated them um the Haunting of Bly Manor was I don't know fine I think at some point I might go back and watch it, but it was a letdown to me after Hill House. And Midnight Mass was really good. It um, was a slow burn and had some really good parts. It had someone that I thought was miscast but was not miscast. I just really liked it. If I was rating them, I would probably rate them, well, I know what I would rate them. Hill House, number one, by far. Midnight Mass, number two. Um, You know what? Remains to be seen what's number three. Midnight Club is, has a lot of great moments, and some where I'm just like, eh, I don't know, it's fine. And then some moments that are really great. I've actually had some jump scares from it. And it's, it has an, a really big creep factor in it. It also stars Nancy, uh, Nancy, Heather Langenkamp, who played Nancy in the Nightmare on Elm Street series, doing her best work that she's ever done. She's playing a variety of parts. 
and she's really good. Like, I never thought she was great in Nightmare on Elm Street. Like, she was very specific for that role, but could you really call it great acting? I don't know that you really could. But in this show, she's really stretching herself. And in fact, my middle daughter didn't even recognize that it was her. So that is that for this episode. It ran really long. I'm sorry. <laughs> I hope that you will come back and join me in two weeks. You can find the podcast on SoundCloud and iTunes under Florence Legally Burnett, Bonafide Legal Podcast. You can find me on Twitter, Tumblr, and Instagram under Florence Legally Burnett. You can find me at my website, BrummerLaw.com. And my Facebook, you can find me under my name and my law office. Thanks. Have a great two weeks.